Hi, my name is Jeremy Berg. I'm the pastor of Main Street Covenant Church, and we're glad you've clicked on this. Every Good Friday, our church gathers in the church for an overnight vigil. People sign up for a one-hour slot, and they come into the chapel, and by candlelight, they, they enter into a time of quiet reflection. Usually, we provide a meditation guide to help guide people into that sacred place. Well, we wanted to invite you to join us virtually this year. And so this is a presentation of our meditation guide called Dark, Cramped, and Stinky, Good Friday in the Belly of the Fish, written by Jeremy Berg. So if you'd like to join us, I would invite you to push pause right now and create a time and place in your day, preferably evening, Find a space, light some candles, grab a notebook and pen, and prepare to enter into a time of reflection. We're so glad you're with us on this holy night. May God meet you in your own dark, cramped, and stinky place. We have lost so much over the past 12 months and have so much to grieve. Collectively, as a human race, the coronavirus has claimed 2.73 million souls so far, over 543,000 in the United States alone. Each one of these souls is precious in God's sight and has a family who is grieving them this Easter season. But we've also lost jobs. According to Reuters, the economy ended 2020 with 9.4 million fewer jobs. The country lost 20 million jobs just between mid-March and early May of 2020, resulting in an unemployment rate of 14.7%, a level not seen since the Great Depression. This has led to incalculable loss of security, peace of mind, and hope. For millions of struggling families who don't know how they'll pay next month's mortgage or rent. Those of us blessed enough to have jobs this past year have at times nearly lost our sanity as we've tried to work from home while homeschooling squirmy kids. We lost so many normal rhythms and precious traditions. We lost the ability to blow off steam and laugh with friends out on the town. We've been unable to visit ailing grandparents in care facilities. We've been unable to gather together indoors for worship and we've missed our church fellowship around tables and in living rooms. But the forces of darkness swirling around us the past year go well beyond the coronavirus. Another virus seems to have intensified in its spread and severity wreaking havoc in our nation and world. I speak of the virus of old, sin, and its super-spreading agent, Satan. We haven't just lost lives and livelihoods this past year. We've seen the loss of civility and political sanity. 
We've suffered a loss of unity and common ground. We've lost trust in our leaders, in government and elective process. Some are losing their minds. Just a couple weeks ago, we witnessed two mass shootings in Georgia and Colorado. So many innocent lives snuffed out senselessly by crazed, sick individuals in need of help. Well, friends, Holy Week, and Good Friday in particular, is the time to look the darkness in the face, to name the evil that still lurks in this world, and to watch and marvel once again at the God who chose to step down into the darkness and take all of the evil and the pain and the brokenness, the sin, onto himself in order to exhaust its power and to set us free, to give us a new life and fresh hope, even in the midst of the lingering shadows. So when I reached into scripture for a passage to capture the horrific year we've just gone through, I landed on Jonah's miserable three nights and three days in the belly of the huge fish. Just add 362 more days. My three-word assessment of 2020, and 2021 hasn't improved anything, are dark, cramped, and stinky. Can I get an amen? dark, cramped, and stinky. Interestingly, when Jesus himself reached for an image to describe his forthcoming passion, death, burial, and resurrection, guess where he went in the scriptures? Guess which image he reached for? That's right, Jonah's experience. We read in Matthew 12, 20, for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, so the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Good Friday is the night we hold space and sit in quiet vigil. We join the three disciples who sat near Jesus in Gethsemane. We try to keep watch and not fall asleep as Jesus sweats drops of blood, anticipating the suffering to come. We ponder his passion. We marvel at his mercy. We shed tears over his torture. We contemplate the depth of his love and grace. Of course, we have the luxury of pondering these things from the comfort of a warm and dry room, a place that isn't cramped, doesn't stink, and is only darkened by our choice for some ambiance. This year, I want us to join Jonah in the belly of the fish, to imaginatively enter into his experience, ponder his prayer from the depths. This is Jonah's suffering death and resurrection story. 
And we too are called to share in Christ's death and resurrection, to undergo our own spiritual death and resurrection over and over again. Listen to how our lives somehow participate in Christ's life, death, and resurrection in these scriptures. Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Romans 6, 4-6 We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. Philippians 3, 10-11 I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Now, a cloak of mystery hangs over what Jesus' spirit may have been up to. During those three days, his body lay in the dark, cramped, and stinky tomb. But we don't have to guess what Jonah did during his time in the belly. He prayed. Let us ponder Jonah's prayer this Good Friday and apply it to our lives as we try to navigate our own dark, cramped, and stinky trials. Our journey will lead us through eight short meditations. So grab a pen and pencil, quiet your heart, and let us begin by reading Jonah's prayer in its entirety. As you listen to it, Ask the Spirit to impress upon your heart a word or two, a particular image or line that jumps out, a thought or a question raised, and write it down. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from inside the fish. He said, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the land of the dead, and Lord, you heard me. You threw me into the ocean depths, and I sank down to the heart of the sea, and mighty waters engulfed me. I was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves. And then I said, O Lord, you have driven me from your presence. Yet 
I will look once more toward your holy temple. I sank beneath the waves, and the waters closed over me. Seaweed wrapped itself around my head. I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was imprisoned in the earth, whose gates lock shut forever. But you, O Lord my God, you snatched me from the jaws of death. As my life was slipping away, I remembered the Lord. And my earnest prayer went out to you in your holy temple. Those who worship false gods turn their backs on all God's mercies. But I, I will offer sacrifices to you with songs of praise. And I will fulfill all my vows for my salvation comes from the Lord alone. And then the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah out onto the beach. Again, take a moment to write down any particular lines or words or phrases or thoughts or questions this initial reading sparked. Now let's take this prayer bit by bit. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from inside the fish. He said, I cried out to the Lord in my great trouble, and he answered me. I called to you from the land of the dead, and Lord, you heard me. The first step is to courageously admit and put a name to our own great trouble that has us feeling dark, cramped, and stinky all over. Note, Jesus wants to restore us to the land of the living, but our trials, sins, choices, just the brokenness of the world we live in often have us feeling like we're dwelling in the land of the dead. Tonight, can you identify 
and give your great trouble a name? Take a moment to name it and write it down. You threw me into the ocean depths and I sank down to the heart of the sea. The mighty waters engulfed me. I was buried beneath your wild and stormy waves. In Jonah's case, his in-the-belly experience was divine punishment for his own disobedience and waywardness. God told him to go this way. He went the opposite. While God is overwhelmingly merciful and patient and isn't a lightning bolt throwing deity, he will sometimes let us reap the consequences of our own sinful choices. Sometimes our choices have landed us in the belly of the fish. Take a moment to reflect a bit upon your trials and sufferings. Ponder how and why you may have gotten there. Meditation 4 Then I said, O Lord, you have driven me from your presence. Yet, I will look once more toward your holy temple. Let me share a secret. Not all statements from a biblical character are theologically sound. The book of Job, for instance, is full of terrible theology on the part of Job and his friends. The entire book is aimed at showing how wrong they were and how little they truly understood of God and the reason for suffering in this world. Christ, however, gives us the fullest and most accurate picture of God. And he promised us, saying, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. So I believe, friends, that Jonah is wrong. 
even though he feels like God has driven him from his presence. Sin always makes us feel distant from God. Like we need to hide from God and cover our shame like Adam and Eve did. Jonah had no idea that the holy temple he hoped to one day look upon again would be destroyed in Jesus' day so that God's true temple could be built, which would be every human heart. Would you spend a few moments praising God over this truth from Romans 8? That neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Spend a moment thanking God that even when you feel like his presence is far from you, it's just a feeling. It's not the truth. He is near. He is God with us. Meditation 5 I sank beneath the waves, and the waters closed over me. Seaweed wrapped itself around my head. I wish Simon Peter could have gone back in time to visit Jonah inside the fish. Maybe bring a cooler of beers and share his own story of sinking beneath the waves when Jesus had called him out of the boat to walk on water. You remember the story? Peter learned that the worst thing you can do as the water is closing over you is take your eyes off Jesus and put them instead on the waters that threaten to engulf you. Fear in such moments becomes a blindfold that prevents us from seeing God in the middle of our crisis and chaos. In this case, Jonah has let seaweed become a literal blindfold wrapped around his head. I think Jesus would tell Jonah and tell us today, let us throw off everything that hinders and the seaweed sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Hebrews 12, 1-2 So friends, what is the particular seaweed? Lies, fears, slowly wrapping itself around you. 
blinding your eyes from seeing Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Another important question is, do you have that trusted person in your life who you go to when you need help getting untangled from the seaweed as it ties up and blinds you? If you don't, pray right now that the Lord would bring that person into your life this year. And if you do have that person who you're not afraid to show them the twisted, tangled seaweed strands of your soul, give thanks to God right now for their role in your life. Meditation 6 I sank down to the very roots of the mountains. I was imprisoned in the earth, whose gates lock shut forever. But you, O Lord my God, snatched me from the jaws of death. This part of Jonah's prayer touches the addict in a tender place. We have a tendency to treat the symptoms of sin rather than the root cause. We often put band-aids on issues that need much deeper treatment. Addicts know what it feels like to feel imprisoned with gates locked shut. And their loved ones know all too well that sometimes they need to sink down deep hit rock bottom, even kiss the jaws of death before they can be rescued from the depths. Let us spend a few moments praying for all who are struggling with addictions of every kind, especially those we know who are close to us who are still longing to be set free. Meditation 7 As my life was slipping away, I remembered the Lord, and my earnest prayer went out to you in your holy temple. Those who worship false gods turn their backs on all God's mercies. How many of our dark, cramped, and stinky moments in the belly of the fish are the result of failing to remember who and whose we are. Our lives, our peace, our focus, our purpose, joy, our contentment, it keeps slipping away as we serve the false idols of the world, money, comfort, sex, power. 
other people's acceptance. Every summer I sink into the sea of depression. And once again, I need to slay the sea dragon that tells me my worth and happiness is bound up in whether or not people appreciate my ministry efforts. If they like my sermons, read my writings, listen to my audio devotionals. You see, in basing my worth on others' appreciation, I turn my back on all God's mercies, his approval, his doting love for me, his attaboy, Jeremy. I defeat that sea dragon by remembering the Lord and his love for me. So how about you? What do you need to remember about the Lord? Which idols are you tempted to bow down to? Which mercies might you be forfeiting in the pursuit of these lesser idols? Meditation 8 But I will sacrifice to you with songs of praise and I will fulfill all my vows for my salvation comes from the Lord alone. Imagine yourself back into the utter darkness of Jonah's deep sea prison. I wish Jonah could have known in that dark, cramped, and stinky place just how awesome God's ultimate salvation would be. When years later, centuries later, Jesus arrived on the scene. Nevertheless, he knew that God could rescue him from his watery grave. While Good Friday and Holy Saturday are as dark and mysterious as three days and three nights in the belly of a fish, Jonah's own Resurrection Sunday was about to happen. But we must ask, what can open the mouth of the great fish? What can shake the ground and roll away the stone? According to Jonah and his prayer, It's offering up a song of praise for God's salvation. So as we begin to close our time, whether you're a gifted poet or not, I want to invite us to reach into the depths of our heart this Good Friday and write down our own song of praise to the one who went down into the belly of the earth for our sins. Write a song of praise to the one who suffered the pain and humiliation of the cross in our place. Let us cry out again for him to rescue us and watch as our songs of praise place a tickle in the great fish's throat and we find ourselves catapulted 
out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. So take a moment to write down your song, prayer, poem of praise, and share it with a friend. And now, friends, we come to the last line of Jonah's tale, and we hear, Then the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah out onto the beach. Friends, it's Friday, but Sunday's coming. It's dark, cramped, and stinky at the moment. But before long, we'll be sharing a meal on Resurrection Beach with Jesus and basking in the light of a new day. And won't it be fun to share that meal with Jesus, Peter, Jonah, and Job? Will we swap stories of the belly or simply take turns sharing our songs of praise over our common salvation? I'd like to suggest that our very lives on earth are our truest song of praise. So as the old song goes, let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ears. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this Good Friday meditation. May the grace and peace of the crucified and resurrected one be with you today and all the days of your life.